Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxy. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing on myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They're released bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to peace myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I am your host, Connor McCabe, and on this show, I bring on a guest to talk about a meaningful video game from their past. On this show, we talk uh, about as much about the game and what was fun for our guests and uh, what they remember about it as we will about the context of when uh, it became oh so special to them and any uh, details they want to share could be some story. Who knows? I don't know what our guest is going to share because we we haven't talked about it. We don't write these things before. Uh, now I, now everyone's going to think we do because I said that. Um, yeah, we've written 115 of these before getting into this one. So a uh, little housekeeping up top uh, is that if you want to support us, there's a few ways you can do that. Check us out on social media, uh, on Instagram at call me by your game pod and on twitter at call me by your game but there's just one y so that's b y o u r there you can see uh, what episodes we have coming out uh the ways to support our guests and even see the cool art i make for each and every episode you can also leave a five-star rating and review on the apple Podcasts, and if you do that gosh darn it i'll even read it on the show uh you can share the show with a friend whether they love video games in general or the game we're discussing today. And lastly, you can check us out and support us by subscribing to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. And there we do a ton of additional 
bonus content, uh, all video game related. Uh, you get show, you get a monthly version of this show, the co-op episode where I sit down with a group of people and discuss a meaningful game to all of us. Uh, you get the whatever games club we're doing at the time. Uh, that is the bi-monthly games club series. Currently, we're reaching the end of our Metal Gear Solid games club. We only have two games left. And then we have another one coming uh, for the second half of the year in that announcement. Uh, we haven't said when we're going to do it. I'm just going to say we're going to tell you all soon. It's coming very soon. Um, there's a ton of uh, really great bonus stuff there. If you like me, I think you're going to enjoy what you find there. But that'll do it for uh, – I almost said for this episode of the Call Me By Your Game podcast. <laughs> that'll do it for the housekeeping, and I'll finally introduce our wonderful guest. Uh, coming all the way to us from Pallet Town in the Kanto region, Brian Reinstein. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a, what a little intro. I feel, I feel like I'm in Kanto right now. Uh, uh, you know, my happy place. It is, it, it is very much mine too. Um, and I would like to know, what's it like to live in a town with three houses? Uh, and actually, I think wh- one of them's not even a house. It's just a laboratory. How, mm-hmm. how was that for you growing up? You know, it was, it was nice. It was quiet. So okay. there was one neighbor kid and we hated each other. Oh, that checks out. Yeah. And there was a big, big river. And I never, uh, never did anything for about 12 years. And then they sent me on my way and I was out in the world. (laughs) Never left the bounds of, of that. Uh, I don't know. How big could that have been? Uh, uh, (laughs) a thousand square foot area. That's probably bigger than that. I don't Maybe, maybe like half acre, full lot of the whole thing. That shows you how much I know about square footage of, uh, areas and homes is that I guessed a thousand, which it's a small (laughs) little town, but that's even ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's smaller than my apartment. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, boom. Cool guy over here. Hey, we're over one K everybody. Wow. Uh, Brian, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, on the show, I always talk about how I know my guests. You are one of uh, many who I know through the Los Angeles uh, improv and comedy scene. I I th- I remember I think when I first saw you perform because I believe that was before we met, but I'm pretty sure we met through our mutual friend Drew Marquardt. I was gonna say that feels right. Yeah, because yeah. you were on both a team in different with him. teams with him. Yeah, and then we had started a team after you because it was you and Scott. Right, you Scott Drew and someone else. Yeah, that was like a a bigger team, but over time it like slowly whittled down to like who would show up for stuff, yes. and it was like mostly us. Yeah, <laughs> and we started hanging out more and more. So yeah, it was pretty much pretty much that. Well, um, I'm glad that it happened, uh, and I, I definitely saw you on Mess Hall because uh, were you wait were you also with Scott or were you not on the same team as Scott? I was on the same team with Scott. Yes, we're talking yes. pre. Pre uh, uh, Corey Jeremy mess hall. We're talking. We're talking to a two timer, three timer, eight timer here. Yeah, fourteen thousand times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, two two timer. You know. But uh, yeah, that was the first time. Yes. And you were yeah. Or maybe you were like in between. I can't remember. I think it feels you, like so long ago. Maybe it was it, the same time. Because that was a team with Sydney Nichols, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because Sydney and I were on uh, just an indie team together, and I, that's why I came to watch you all because it was like, oh, big, big mess hall show at out on the sunset stage. Uh, you always had to catch your friends at the big ones. Um, so, but that anyway, that's how I you know came to uh, to understand who you are 
and to then eventually meet you. We've uh, been able to be friendly throughout the years and see each other at a, a ton of shows. Um, but aside from being an improviser and a and a funny, charming guy, who the heck are you? What do you want to share with the listener about yourself? Great cue. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's, it's exciting to be on the pod because I feel like I've had friendly interactions with you, but not too many like longer convos or anything. No, but we've always... not been blessed with a long hang or a long convo. No, but you know, I, I always see a fellow mustache. I know this is not a visual medium, but just for the listener, I think both they can tell. Them. Yeah, like you, you it, hear it a little. Yeah, even before you started talking, they're like, "Wait, something's different about this episode." Yeah, he's got like a. No, that's mm. not. That's not in front of the mic. That's in his on his lip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah, I love you know all things comedy, and uh, illustrating is something I got into after college. But yes. that's been like a huge focus for me lately. And, you know what the best uh, day of the week is? It's Tuesday. Hey, thank it's you. It's Tuesday, baby. Every uh, Tuesday I do a little uh, cartoon, kind of, not animated, but like, you know, and it's not a political cartoon either, but it's called Tuesday, a little four panel comic. Uh, yeah, so I ex- still do that. And I used to draw a face every single day for like seven years. And then throughout the pandemic, I was like, what is time? And I was like, I need to just like not do anything for a little while. Like, yes. Yes. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm like an illustrator on the side. Yeah. Uh, you know, do a little music in a killer's cover band with some mutual friends of ours as well. Yes. What's the name of that band? That band is called hot, hot fuss. So Which- it, I'm realizing yeah. it's so close to your mess hall team's name. Right. Cause like most of us, Founding members of that were from a mess hall team called Hot Hot Goss. Yes. Remembering it as I'm saying it, which is <laughs> stupid. I was watching that happen and I was like, I should be the one rem- like barely remembering it. You were wrong. I mean, you're so prepared. <laughs> I mean, okay. But yeah, anyway, because the, you know, Hot Fuss is the killer's first album. Yes. So, and it's been fun. We, we did a show recently, which was a blast. Did you play the uh, something that, w- did you play the backyard show or did you do a different show? It was in that backyard, but it was technically a different show. Yeah. Gotcha. Jeremy actually was on quite recently, about a little over a month ago for the first mm-hmm. time. And um, he, was talk- he was talking about the backyard show on here as well. So I, I knew I'd seen you perform somewhere, I think because someone posted on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. I, I have done that show as well. Yes. Uh, you know, Jeremy's the best. Jeremy and Quinn host a, a fine backyard show. So good. In L.A., yeah. Um, so it's been, a, yeah, it's been a weird two years. I feel like I haven't really seen you probably at all throughout I, pandemic. You know what I remembered as we were chatting here because I was trying to think of it too? We both played, uh, didn't I think we played a Dick Cannon show in like December at the clubhouse. Yeah. Yes. You're right. What was the, what's the name? Because Cassie's on that team with you, and is Tim on that team as well? Yeah, Cassie, Tim, and Yaki, but that isn't really a team. Oh. It's, it's like a movie <laughs> night, and, and we all said yes to this show. So that was the one improv show I've done in like two oh years. Oh my gosh, but, uh, and I happen to be there. And you happen to be there, yeah. And it was great to, yeah, great to see you all, but I was also so scared, and I was like, I'm leaving as soon as it's over. I'm running really, out that, of here. That was like right before, that was like the week that it was open before Omicron really showed up. And I, and yeah, I think it was funny that people were even able to squeeze a show in before but that one week after it opened. Uh, yeah. So that must, I mean, that was the last time I saw you and maybe, I mean, 
it's possible I had ran into you in the last year and a half, you know, being yeah. shut in, but it's hard to say. You know what I, and, and this might sound weird, but with the masks on, you don't really know exactly who you're looking at. You might think yeah. you do. And I've used that cover to, I don't think I've done it to you, but people I generally like, I've just kind of walked by them just to not force them into an interaction because I'm like, we're all doing our own thing. I don't know how comfortable we all are. Yeah. I had done um, a little bit of that too. Um, sometimes it's when I'm like, I'll be running because I'm an athlete. And wow. I, yeah, Way to flex. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I'm often flexing on this show. It's my, it's the platform for me to do it, but <laughs> I, I will see someone like in the neighborhood or like around and they're walking, especially if they have their mask on. This is less so now, but this is, this is more in the past, but if they seem like they're in a zone or they're doing something or they've got their headphones or mask in, uh, I'm just like, I'm just going to leave them unless they like yep. make direct eye contact with me and like sort of like motion over and realize that it's me. I'm I'm going to avoid them too. But even outside of just running, like I have, I've also used to it to avoid people I don't like for sure. Yeah, that's fair too. <laughs> I've definitely done that. Yes. I feel like the perfect interaction for me is like, you know, at the end of a, not to spoil, but the end of Dark Knight Rises, it's been 10 years, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, when Michael Caine sees Bruce and his family and he just kind of gives him like a, and he's like, Yep. And that's it. Even though they're like so close. Yes. That's like my perfect interaction with anyone. I had one of those like with someone today who like it's a friend who comes oh, into whoa. the restaurant I work at all the time. And we talk a lot, but he came in today. I was busy. He was walking out and just sort of gave each other one of the one of those just a little, mm -hmm. little, uh, little, little almost peace thing. sign salute thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's a chance we I mean that we could have passed by each other. I probably would have. I probably would have noticed but um who know, who's to say it's possible yeah I, I i do have like a very lanky body and i was a gonna say that walking style <laughs> yeah i feel like i've been taking photos of on the street like bigfoot and had them sent to me like i saw you walking around I'm like damn it i look it's like your a fault you're six five six 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 three but thank you very much you, are, you know what you sh you seem even taller I think I have like the wrong shoes for a tall person because they have like a, an inch there, like a chunky inch. Yeah. And people are like, what are you doing with that? And I'm like, it's just the shoes I bought. You know what? You've already, you're already 6'3". Uh, what's, what's, what's the shame in adding another inch? It's okay. And it's oh, not even platformers. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Uh, man. So yeah, it's, it's been a while. Um, did you get to share, you know, pretty much, oh, actually before we move on. Um, mm -hmm. what's your Instagram handle where you should have your comic and your tunes? Thank you so much. It Welcome. is Brian's faces, Brian with a Y, all yes. one word, Brian's faces. I will also draw you for free if you ask me to, I don't do it every day anymore, but I'll, I'll do it. It's fun to dust off the, the old face every so often. Hey, you got to dust it off a little I've, bit. I've had a face featured on there before uh, moons Definitely. ago. At least uh, one. I'm sure. Yeah, there actually may be two. <laughs> um, I was thinking doubles a lot. <laughs> yeah, which, I, hey, it was an honor. Um, was that everything you wanted to share about yourself before we um, introduce the game you're going to talk about later? Yeah, I'm too excited to get into the game stuff. All right. Well, hey, why don't you go ahead and tell the listener what game you've chosen to bring on uh, to discuss for the main event? Gladly. I have chosen Pokemon Fire Red. Hot um, dog. I know you'll go into exactly what it is and everything. But so if you had I'm a little something you were going to say there, you were going to preview well, it. Go ahead. You know, 
I'm not trying to seem like a hipster or anything. Like, oh, I'm not picking red. I'm picking fire red. <laughs> the first of the remakes. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe you're not wrong assuming that. I just really love this game. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited, uh, too, because not all the time. Uh, I don't ha- In fact, I n- do not have to ha- even know what the game is coming into it. I will do research, but uh, that's happened. This one I've played a bunch, and so I'm a little extra excited. Um but before we really get into that, Brian, let's talk about your history with video games in general. And I want to start from the beginning. Uh, what I wanted to say was the Genesis, and I realized that might be confusing. You might think I'm <laughs> like, Brian, when did you first play Sega Genesis? I don't care. Uh, but yeah, what, do you remember when you took like an interest in video games at all first growing up, or were they just around for you? I'd love to hear. Yeah, great, great question. I'll stop saying that. After no, I actually <laughs> am really liking it, and it's flattering, okay. so please do it every time. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm at your house for the first time, we're yes. 12, and I'm just complimenting it's, everything it, I see. You know what, I even think I know what, what's happening is like you're, as you're being polite and, and making that comment, you're, your brain's starting to churn. It's like you're giving yourself a little heads up to do it. Uh, yeah, we I know we know how improvising works. You think of it all right before you say yeah. it. you got to buy time with... <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, uh, I had an older brother who's like three years older than me. So I feel gotcha. like I wasn't making memories at like, honestly, I don't remember a ton of stuff anyway, but <laughs> I had, I had like game systems around, yes. uh, pretty much my whole life, which mm-hmm. was awesome. My dad worked for a toy company growing up, not, not a video game company, but I feel like he knew like, okay, we can occupy the kids with like toys and games and things. And that's, that's awesome. cool. Uh, yeah. is it, can I ask what toy company? Was it like a retailer? Was it a toy design company? It was Fisher Price. So a lot of like <laughs> Ever little kid stuff. Ever heard of it? Uh, then Mattel bought it. So then I got Mattel stuff. Yeah. Ooh, cool. It was sweet. It was awesome. Uh, Rescue Heroes. Anyone? Rescue Heroes? Uh, hearing the audience and they're silent. All right. I have four cats in this house and they're all so silent. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Super Nintendo. Ooh, baby. And I'm a Nintendo guy, mm-hmm. but that was the first system we had. I remember my dad brought home Turtles in Time, and that that game. Uh, oh my god! You mentioned that as like a potential option too. Uh, that what a what an incredible game. Are you? Uh, I mean, I want to hear about if you had anything you were going to say, but are you excited for the spiritual successor that's supposed to come out this year? Do you know about this? This is news. What Brian, are you talking about? There is a brand new Turtles beat-em-up coming out this year called TMNT Shredder's Revenge, and it looks awesome. Oh I'm going to I'm gonna send you a link uh, in, in the chat, or maybe I'll just send it, text you it later. But, dude, this yeah. is... Do you have a Switch? I have a Switch. Okay, it is Switch. I was, like, scared. I'm like, it's going to be on fucking Xbox or whatever. Yeah, I think it'll be on a few platforms, but Switch, I am positive... I'm almost positive is one of them. Oh my god! Be a mistake not to, but dude, hey, so that's something to look forward to. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. no, those side or yeah, platformers. That's what we're called. Yeah, when you're going to the side. Well, we'll call it that. This a beat 'em up. Uh, beat 'em up. Technical. That's what you said. No, yeah. thank you. Uh, <laughs> but that, yeah, that game ruled because there was like I had a friend who had just NES, and there was mm-hmm. a Turtles game for that, and I played Turtles in Time first, and then I went to his house and played that, and I was like. This sucks. Yeah. It's so boring. Was it also like the same uh, style of game, like a, a beat-em-up you can walk walk up and down the screen and side to side? Yeah, it's basically that one that I feel like, I guess both were in arcades, but that one I saw in arcades more than Turtles in Time. Yeah, I think it's but even like, called 
TMNT, the arcade game, but it also could be the Manhattan Project. I know too much about games, uh, so that's why this is all coming out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's it's probably one of those. But anyway, yeah, Turtles in Time, super fun. We would like have sleepovers and just play that all night and try to beat the game before we fell asleep. Uh, oh, dude, do you have a favorite turtle to use, and is that also just your favorite turtle? Period. Um, I guess so. Yeah, I, I'm a Donatello guy. I could have told you that. You could have told me that. He's he's like the nerd, and I love him. He's great. Computer and nerd. I think in that, I, I asked because I think a lot of people like to play as Donnie because that bow staff is got such good length on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell me something I don't know. But uh, it, so in that <laughs> game, it just made, yeah, whoa, we're, getting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're almost going blue. Uh, but I, I think that's why a lot of people like to use him. He may, there's a chance in those old games that even then they made like Raphael a little faster because he has shorter weapon. I don't know. Mm. Um, but Donnie, Donnie, great choice. Yeah, but they're all cool and I played all of them. Yeah, I think Raph would like flip his like, what do you call those I think they're called size. Had? his size around yeah. yeah mikey i always think like even in like the tv things i always think mikey's like annoying and like he's like your entryway <laughs> to the turtles but as soon as you like them you hate mikey i don't oh, know that's my, my hot take there's some mikey fans out there going Uh-oh. mad angry the king of the cheese pole i'll give him that you know he's always showing up that pizza <laughs> but uh yeah anyway yeah, I love th- those levels are so creative. You're like mm-hmm. surfing in the subway, then you're on like a pirate ship. It's just so fun and like the I think the pirate ship is the one with like Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Well, that's so that's the coolest. When I was doing a little um uh housekeeping up top, I mentioned the monthly version of this show, the co-op episodes, and we've done an episode on Turtles in Time where I sat down with a few friends, and so I'll have to send that to you just for your listening pleasure. Please. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it started with that, but then I was playing Mario on Super Nintendo. Um, I have games I don't remember playing, like the Toy Story game. Okay. I hear that one was good. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I remember playing like Super Mario Brothers, that on there. And then from then on was a Nintendo guy. So then GameCube came out, you know, I feel like Turtles in Time was the game of Super Nintendo for me. And then Spider-Man 2 is definitely the game of GameCube for me. That's like the best. It is so good. Uh, Like one of the greatest movie tie-in games ever. Oh, yeah. So awesome. It's so fun to do those missions. Also, jumping off the Empire State Building. Me and my friends would just do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We were little weirdos. Um, And uh, yeah. But at the same time, I was always playing, you know, the Game Boys. And that's when, you know, Pokemon. Had a little PSP in there at one point. Oh, a little PSP now. Crossed over to PlayStation, had PSP. I played uh, To Russia With Love or From Russia With Love. They did like a James Bond game for that. Wow. And I remember playing that and playing the PSP. And when I stopped playing the PSP, there was like a level that was too hard for me. And I was like, PSP and PlayStation is too hard. I don't like it. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> I'm do going you, back to the. <laughs> do you know if that was the only game you played? Definitely not. I, oh. I know I had others. I just remember that so vividly. And I still have like the case that I carry my 3DS and DS in is my PSP case. I don't know what happened to the PSP and nothing fits in there because it's not designed for it. But <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, did I know, I'm sure we're going to talk. You know, I'll, I'll actually that question I don't want to ask right now. I want to save it um, for the main event. But uh, so you're playing Game Boy stuff. Uh, do you remember any other like Nintendo handheld titles that? that you enjoyed whether it was Game Boy Advance, DS, what have you. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like actually, hey, I might just look at what I have. Hey, look away. Is that wild? No, other this than is all fun. the Pokemon I an, games, I love an on pod look through. Uh oh. I saw Brian. Uh, he he moved his little little game bag across the screen, and I gotta say, it had quite the bulge on it. There's some games packed into that bad boy. We got two systems. We got lots of games. Okay. Ooh. Animal Crossing. Oh, great. Wild World, I think it's called. Great game. I got Wild World. I had the GameCube one. I, of course, got the one for Switch. So that yeah. was a big franchise for me. Ooh. Uh, Mario Kart, are you kidding me? Oh, on the DS? On the DS, on the Switch. All awesome. of it that I could, yeah. Uh, I, I totally skipped 64 when I jumped straight from Super Nintendo to GameCube. That you was did, a whole. And I was offended. <laughs> oh man, I remembered it. Yeah, 64 had so many games. I have like bins of N64 games at my parents' place in Ooh, Florida. Yeah. Uh, Never get rid of and, them. No, I won't. I don't know <laughs> if they'll ever be worth money because everything's on like the computer now. But I won't. I won't get rid of them. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Oh, 64. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! He's the leader of the bunch. You know, you know him, him well. well. He's, He's finally back <laughs> to kick some tail. tail. Yeah. Finally, I have not. I think that's the first time any part of the DK rap has been uttered on this podcast. Whoa! Like, and it took 116 episodes. So Brian, you've done us all a favor. I felt like a dummy for forgetting 64. And now I feel like a prince for for doing the rap with you. You so have certainly we're back to 100. You've made up for it, if not uh, gone gone a little above and beyond. So thanks. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I've I've played played a lot a lot of games on the 64. A lot of games on GameCube. I've, I've, I guess if there was a game for N64, since I already set that up with the other systems, I would say probably Smash. I smash on 64. I love it. Easy answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my all-timers. Um, do you, this sounds like you have played games like fairly consistency. I, I do want to ask, have you had a like a a darkest period of gaming uh, in your life? or like? And by that I mean, have you taken any significant breaks? Yeah. I, I feel like I've always had a system with me everywhere mm-hmm. I go. Around sometime in college, I think I was like, not really probably like freshman sophomore year of college Mm -hmm. i mean halo every dorm room had halo and i sucked at halo because i never had one of those (laughs) systems so i was very close to recommending a halo on the recommendations segment at the very very end and i'm really glad i didn't (laughs) (laughs) you can recommend it i mean i probably won't play it but uh i just yeah i remember people like playing halo and they're like brian you want to just like sit and watch us play halo i'm like fucking yeah sure this is bonding in college (laughs) so i'll do it (laughs) Uh, rather that than getting sniped you, as soon um, as I go to out. school, by the way, I went to school, Emerson college. I feel like a lot of LA people from there Yeah, in Boston. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, but I can think of like five people at the least. That's so cool. It's wild. Yeah. And like some people I was in like an improv troupe with are out here doing comedy too. So it's really cool to like Whoa. have that and see that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like those first two years, I was focusing on my studies. No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I have a friend who I'm still, you know, close with, and we'll text him about Pokemon all the time. But he was nice. like, I think when like Black and White was coming out or mm-hmm. X and Y, he was like, "Are you getting this game?" And I was like, "I don't even have a system. I'm not." He's like, "Go on Nintendo and get a refurbished one. It's cheaper." I'm like, "What? Why are you doing this to me?" And then I did it, and it was Ooh. fun. I was back in. Ooh. 
Yeah. Way to go, friend. So, two years. Josh Graves. <laughs> I'm just going to say his name like dead like that. The way you said it was like I asked you to re-record it at the end of the show to insert it there. That's what that was like. <laughs> and that's definitely not what happened. I didn't no, blow by it no. and then go back and do that. Totally. You remembered it the first time. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that. So people are like, how much did they re-record of this episode? <laughs> uh, Just not responding. Whether or not anyone knows, famously, I we've never edited anything out, nor have we like <laughs> re-recorded anything for. Uh, with, with one technological issue we had once with, uh, with Leonard Smith Jr.'s episode, we had to record half of it one day and the other half another day when his internet worked. Uh, oh, that like, sucks. Like a year and a half ago. But other than that... Uh, this will be the first one we um, totally just snip snap all around. I'm, I'm excited to have two first, the DK rap, and now you, giving you tons of work to do. Hey, maybe three. Maybe we'll even get a third. We'll see. Hey, yeah. So you got back in at that time. That's that is cool. So was it for one of those Pokemon games you, you mentioned? Yeah, I was. Whatever the timeline is, we're we're talking 2012. 20, yeah, right around there. 11, something like that. Um, whatever game lines up with that. It's either X and Y or black and white. X and Y, I remember, is fall of 2013 because that's when I finally got a 3DS system, and that was to play that game. Okay, it might be that one. might be okay, that one. Okay, cool. That I bought like. it from the GameStop by former the, the facility formerly known as UCB Sunset. Oh, great yeah. GameStop. I've, been, I've bought a lot of games there for cheap. Great one. Mm-hmm. And I don't say yeah, that about GameStops normally. Wow, you hate GameStop? I don't like them very much, but uh, sometimes they can get me, and I'll go. In. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a preferred place, like Target or just online store? I actually now prefer, like, if I'm buying from a big retailer, it's Best Buy. But generally, I try to go to uh, independent stores out here because I'm really thoughtful and uh, kind-hearted like that. Uh, I love the way you said that. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I felt like shit. No, <laughs> no, it's no, it's fair. Uh, there, there are some great ones. Uh, are there, they're solid stores. They're not amazing, but they have a, like a really great retro selection. But also, they'll still sell new games when they come out. So I try, oh. if I'm buying a new game, to uh, order it through them or to just see if they have stock and go pick it up. Just yeah, help out the little guy again. I'm the best person in the world, so that's why I do it. Yeah, wait, hold on. I'm just going to pause while they give you your award, and he's oh accepting my gosh, it. Oh, my How did you uh, get it's in my huge. home, and uh, I have no place to put this, but thank you. Um, wow, okay. that, was... that man also has a mustache, and he's he's part of the hey, crew. Do you, hey, do you want to stick around, sir? <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh, no, I... that is that is nice that you do that. I might make the switch. I really didn't think about that. I thought they were just, like, sold retro games at those places. Yeah, like. there's... I would check out where do you what, what's your general area of living? You don't have to give the listener your cross streets. I, I don't even feel comfortable with that, Connor. I am hey, honestly like I'm trying. I, no, uh, Glendale, like South <laughs> South Glendale. Come get oh, me. Oh, well, then ch- uh, consider checking out Game Realms in Burbank. Uh, mm. There's also a couple other there's a couple others out there. I don't like either of them as much as Game Realms, um, but that's a that's a good start if you ever want to just. I would honestly recommend going out there and just poking around, seeing if yeah. something catches your eye, because, and then catching the bug that I've caught, which is a 
having a, having a problem of buying games. Uh, I mean, you yeah. saw my Pokemon collection over here. Yeah, I do uh, have a problem. Those so. would go for any Pokemon game would go for a lot now. Uh, they are hard to find, and a lot of fakes are out there. So the legit ones, they go for a pretty penny. Um, but I, I had a couple of questions for you as we mm-hmm. sort of as I do my best to like wrap up your history with um, gaming. Uh, the first question is: Are there uh, any other like? meaningful games that like is there like a big one you left off that you gotta mention before we before I ask my last question okay um and no is fine you know it's just like I told you before the memory isn't all there there's probably 10 that I but I can't think that's okay do you have yeah. I'll, I'll, alternate question um do you have a console that if if you were if you had to pick could you be like this is my f- personal favorite console period yeah, I and I don't know the exact reason, but I feel like GameCube just like felt the best, and I yeah. love that intro. We all know, so fun. And I had like every game for that system too. Like, Ugh. I had all the sports games. I was playing a lot on that one. I feel like it's GameCube, and it was a cube, and and it was played games. It was what did, it was. Did you have the indigo one or the black one or silver? It was like a purpley indigo. This color. Yep. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I love the cube. That's cool. Good to get one for the cube on the pod. Uh, we're yeah. big, big cube fans here. Um, awesome. Uh, and the last question for you is, has there been a game or two that you have played in the last couple years that have been uh, meaningful or, or impactful at all? Yeah, I I played uh, Odyssey a little late, late like a year or two after it came out or something like that. Super Mario I, Odyssey. Super Mario cool. Odyssey. And I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it, but my friend was like, "Give it a shot," and I absolutely loved it. it Remind awesome. me of the old ones, uh huh, like Mario sixty four, which is like. Then I bought the three D All Stars after and played Ooh, that. Oh yeah, it was super silly and like the hat. Like I love Mario when they like make weird characters that you've never seen before and they're like yes. central to the plot it's like like a sentient jumping the chart. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but in the funniest way so i like love it more uh yeah it was fun new donk city was ridiculous mm-hmm. i loved every second of that um so definitely that and then recently also uh mario golf i've been playing oh, that so much the, the new one super rush super rush very very fun oh fun i I feel so bad because I pre-ordered that game and then I canceled my pre-order and I never got it. Uh, oh, why did you why did you cancel it? I think leading up to it, I was reading reviews and I just realized not that it was bad, but I was like, oh, this isn't the Mario Golf I want to play, and I still have the one on the sixty-four, which is my fave. But I think mm. the GameCube one is, by a lot of accounts, the kind of the peak. Um, but what do you think about this game? I, you know, I do dabble. I do play golf in the real world as well. Oh my gosh, so oh my golly. It's fun to like do the video version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's nothing to do with the real yes. version of it. Like you can't control where you're hitting the ball when you're really golfing, I feel like, unless you no. played for forever. But uh, it's fun. Like the wind resistance is something to mm-hmm. consider and like it gets nerdy and I'm pretty good at it. So that's always fun for me. The it. super rush aspect is insane and not that fun, I will yeah. admit. But most of the courses are pretty fun. The characters are 
are silly and like enough unlockables where you feel like you're achieving something but can just play whenever you want to. Yeah. And uh, whenever you chip in, you feel like a millionaire. Oh my gosh. When you get a nice chip and you don't even have to putt. Yeah, you hit that pin, it goes right down, it makes little sparks. I'm like, why isn't real golf like that? While I didn't buy the game, uh, good friend and producer of this show, Jeremy Schmidt, did, and his pre-order came with a little, like, a golf bag tag. So I do on my golf bag, which I use uh, once every 11 months, uh, has a little (laughs) Mario Golf Super Rush thing on there. So they know I'm a nerd on the course. That's awesome. Well, I didn't know you had a... Golf equipment? Yeah, I, I played okay. a little, a lot more growing up, but I stopped kind of when I was, I didn't intentionally stop, but 14 was kind of when I played the most. And then I I have played three times in the last, uh, let's say like 14 months. So that's hey, a lot nice. for me, but it's, but it's fun. I, I usually will do that with my dad when I'm visiting them like once a year. So, um, yeah, but, um. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing about your general history with games. Um, before we uh, – we're going to come back in just a second and talk about all things Pokemon Fire Red with you. Um, so now we're just going to hit the break and I'll see you on the other side. Woo-hoo. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Uh, of course, it is I, your host, Connor McCabe, here returning to discuss Pokemon Fire Red with Brian Reinstein. Hey there, Mr. Man. Hey, hey. Um, as I told you before the show, before we actually talk about your experience, we're going to just share a little bit of history and context about what this game is. Uh, and I didn't tell you this before, but if you'd like to Oops. jump in at any time, my friend, feel free. Uh, truly. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to monologue for a little bit. I'm far too polite for that. I will sit and I will listen and thank you for your time. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, before the show, I always tell my listener, don't you dare. This is my time. Um, <laughs> but here I go. Pokemon Fire Red is a 2004 remake of the 1996 Gameploy Game, Game Boy role-playing games Pokemon Red and Blue alongside the simultaneous release of Pokemon Leaf Green. They were developed by Game Freak, published by the Pokemon Company and Nintendo for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green were first released in Japan, January 2004, and in North America and Europe in September and October 2004, respectively. The games are a part of the third generation of the Pokemon video game series and hold the distinction of being the first enhanced remakes of previous games within the the franchise, which now... um, we're ju- I just expect to get that for every game. Like I think the, oh, yeah. the most recently we got um, Diamond, uh, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl. That's correct. That's it on on the Switch. Did you get those? I did get those. I pre-ordered both, and I got all the stuffies of the starters. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> well, a couple. Well, I gotta ask you now. Um, uh, which is your favorite starter from that gen? From that gen? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at them right now, and they're all looking at me. This is hard to choose. They know you're talking about them. Oh, shit. Well, I can tell you who I chose when I played. I I, I like them all. Who'd you choose? Chimchar. Chimchar. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I'm not always the fire guy, and I love the Turtwig design. Mm -hmm. Turtwig is, I think, the cutest of them. Yeah. 
But Tur- for utility reasons and Infernape reasons, I chose Chimchar. And you always got to consider Infernape reasons because mm-hmm. Infernape. Uh, cool. He's a daddy. I was, just, I was just curious, and and yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, I remember when I played um, Pearl, I got back into uh, the series with Pearl after skipping uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Oh, and whoa. I, and I started with Turtwig and loved Turtwig and then Torterra eventually. Um, yeah. That's also a great idea, like a Pokemon that's like the turtle that holds the world or whatever. I It's just so cool. And I, the ground and uh, grass uh, type was fun. Anyway, I just have a fond memory of that. And I almost got – I thought about getting a remake of this because I also just love the sort of that old style of Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Like I can really get down for it. Anyway, um, so they continue to do remakes of this series. Uh and for this one, Fire Red and Leaf Green, as in previous games, the player controls the player character, who knew, uh, from an overhead perspective and participates in turn-based battles throughout the games, the player captures and raises Pokemon for use in battle. Uh, probably something I didn't even need to share. Um, new <laughs> features include a contextual help menu and a new region the player may access after a certain point in the story. The games have compatibility with the Game Boy Advance wireless adapter, um, which helped uh, take the cables out of trading and uh, battling for people with the GBA. Um, and it actually came bundled with the games originally. Uh, they received mostly positive reviews, which is good because they're fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Obtaining an aggregate score of 81% on Metacritic, that seems low. Uh, these are and This is after the fact, right? They're just culling some reviews. Like, we don't know what they're putting Maybe, together. Maybe, yeah. Uh, so the that's a little sus. Um, uh, <laughs> but at the time, most critics praised the fact that the games introduced new features while still maintaining uh, the traditional gameplay of the series. Receptions of the reception of the graphics and audio was more mixed. I loved it. Uh, with some reviews <laughs> complaining that they were too simplistic and lacked improvement compared to the previous games. Well, I I, I kind of see that. Uh, Oh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Well, same generation. Right. It's the same gen. Yeah, yeah what do you, what do we expect? Um, but they were a commercial success, selling a total of around 12 million copies worldwide. Um, and nearly two years after their original release, Nintendo remarketed them as Player's Choice titles. Uh, also, a detail that I never uh, participated in, but this game, uh, this maybe was a Japanese exclusive thing, or they had Japanese exclusive cards. But they, this game used the e-reader, which was something I never used. It was basically like a card reader for different games that you had. Did you ever toy around with this? Do you know what this is? I might have to look this up because I don't know what you're talking about. It, it's e-reader. another... E-reader. Yeah, it's an attachment that you could clip onto your Game Boy Advance that would go into the same slot that like the link cable would and the same one that the wireless adapter would. But it would allow you to slide... Um, a card so it could be read and I think it gave you additional features um, like maybe even a whole a- another area to visit different battles so yeah I I think I had this and never ever once used it because I know I'm looking at it, I'm like yes, yes I had that I never slid a card through it yeah so I, think, I don't know I don't even know if I've ever seen one um, but just a tiny detail I wanted to include um Brian, as far as context goes, just what these games are, is there anything that you feel would be important to include before we get into your personal history with them? I think you did a stellar job and uh, trying to nitpick. I got nothing. Ah, 
Got him again. Uh, well, Fuck. then let's get into it, my friend. Let's get into your history with this game. Uh, I'm actually going to start asking a slightly different question than I ask normally because you sort of have already led me there. But uh, fair to assume you played the first generation uh, Pokemon Red and Blue here in the States? I was in the States at the time, and I did play. I did play it. Very cool. Um, like, tell me about your experience uh briefly with those and could because i'm assuming that had something to do with why you got this game uh yes absolutely those games i remember there was like a christmas and uh we got those games at home and then we had to go to someone else's house for the day and i was we were like just playing i I didn't know what i was doing i was looking at what my brother was doing i was like (laughs) where are we going what what?" but it was like cool and i was like hooked right away and then like cut to like me playing on road trips and stuff when it's like dark and like the street lights are passing by and then you're just like playing whenever you get can. light. Yeah. And like my parents screaming at me to get out of the car. I'm like, I'm in a battle. I can't even save it. Like you want me to lose this progress? You're crazy. This is, this hits home far too much. <laughs> but yeah, I, I played them. Uh, those were the first games where I was like fully obsessed and like, I think the fact that you can take it with you, like mm-hmm. it felt closer to my heart than some of the like, main console games because yeah. you, you, I mean you could if you really loved them but I I didn't take those around with me yeah uh yeah so those games were amazing and then we got because I had a brother so we got each version like we always picked a different one which is like beautiful and may I say uh someone who doesn't have a brother and not a sibling that played games that must have been the best part of having a brother you know I have one of the nicest, best brothers. <laughs> I was a terrible little shit little brother. Truly, I was like mean to him all the time. But he didn't eat candy. I got all the Halloween candy. What? He never bullied me. I fought him sometimes. I, he was just, always nice. Even just knowing you at the level we do, I, and you're just such a pleasant, polite, sweet guy. I'm like, it's so crazy to hear that. But hey, people change. It's an act. It's not how I am. Like, truly, I'll be around him and just be meaner than I am to anyone. It's like, I can't even What's help What's your brother's it. name? Matt. And he does comedy in, in New York. Oh, We're cool. on the opposite coast because I'm mean. No, no so he loves me. I love him. So you got the opposite uh, game cartridges and you're on holding it down on opposite coast. Sort of, New York and LA are sort of the Pokemon red and blue of cities. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that makes LA red and New York blue, which of makes sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know, I think I got red, he got okay. blue, that feels right. I got gold, he got silver, even though mm. I have silver now because I lost gold and he gave it to me because, oh. again, oh, wow. very nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> He's so nice. Brother of the year, geez. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I forget what Oh, we it's were okay. <laughs> um, no, no, you're fine. Uh, I was just sort of just wondering what your experience was like with those and you painted a good picture i mean mm. i this is i've said this a few times on this uh, show recently we actually did an episode on gold with uh, amon a doomer and we were talking about how we were the of course the target generation from it mm-hmm. amon and i are but were born like weeks apart i'm assuming that oh, you well. and i are probably potentially even within like a year of each other i'm i'm 1990 think, okay i'm 92 Okay, but, so a little a little young young guy over here. Hey, back off, old man. Sorry, I I'm I'm uh, gonna run away with my uh, walker as fast as I can. Um, you know, I was I was doing math because I listened to the the Jeremy episode. Nice. And I was like, I feel like we are the same age, but now I don't know. I feel like you meet someone and you hear their age, and then you never uh, add to it as they get yeah. older. 
<laughs> yes. I got I got to do some I got to get into my Excel sheets where I put everyone's ages and and, and edit it. <laughs> You're what now? Uh well Hold on. I, I would love to see this sheet though. Um uh the only other thing I wanted to add was uh one of the first episodes of the show, maybe episode 5, we did an episode on Pokemon Blue with Jake Sprague. So this is I'm equally excited to be talking about the remakes now and it's cool cuz we're doing the red one this time. Um So starting from the beginning of the like remake kind of and and i guess you did the other version yeah yeah um okay so now that we've talked about that do you remember when this game was coming out or anticipating it all or was it just at this point is it just something that you two eventually did what you did which is get the opposite versions yeah i i don't remember too well i like checking the release i can tell you what age i was and all that but i I, I, some people romanticize their childhood and I had a great childhood and remember everything. I don't, yeah. but I remember pl- like the gameplay of this game. Totally. I remember playing it a lot and I definitely got fire red. So I did red again. I'm assuming my brother got leaf green mm-hmm. or if he didn't get it, maybe he didn't get it. Uh, I don't, yeah. So I don't remember anticipating it and I sure. don't remember it coming out after the third gen, which I read that and was like, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, cause I played the crap out of the third gen. Uh, but yeah, there's something about the sprites that this to me is like when you say Gen 1, weirdly, it's this. Yeah, I well, I was thinking about in, in sort of a different way how about, about that and also how it's kind of as much as I, I have a an extreme amount of nostalgia for the original sprites and the way that original game works if for all its clunkiness and glitchiness it's still so special but this is like the best way to play these games thank you and i i won't reveal your secret but yeah i agree thank you or talking at a volume that only you and i can hear mm-hmm. um so but i that is interesting to hear from you that that's how you feel too um is it do you say that because when you think about the first gen this is what it is or did this was this like the realization of it? I'm curious. Yeah, I think that's a great word. Like, I love those original games and like definitely captured the imagination of like all the kids around the world because it's so successful. But I feel like anime came out and like the design kind of got cuter. Yeah. And I feel like this was like a retroactive like realization of maybe what they know was marketable one, but also would appeal to their audience in a way that would make them closer to it. So like I see like you know, when I think of Pidgey, I think of the like version from this game like that. Yeah. Cause some of those other sprites and I agree with you, I love those. And I replayed, uh, blue, I think on my mm-hmm. 3ds didn't finish it, but yeah, they're very charming, but scary. And as a child, I'm like, <laughs> how did I not have nightmares about these guys? There, there are some weird ones, some weird sprites, mm-hmm. even after they came out with the updated version, which is the what we got here. The red and blue is updated from the original red and green, hence why you know there's the naming convention for this uh, these remakes. But absolutely, there was even some weirder looking sprites in that version. But yeah, they, they hadn't quite like married the game with the anime because the game came out like a couple of years before the anime. So mm-hmm. it's a lot. It already is different in gold and silver. But I think you're right, this gen and maybe a little bit of Ruby and Sapphire of what made it in there from these OGs. Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, this is what maybe we were hoping for the or hoping for, but also the artists maybe were looking to make after some changes came through. Yeah, it feels like streamlined and, and mm-hmm. sleeker, 100%. Yeah, just to 
say like two scary ones I can think of right now are yeah, Blastoise please. and Hitmonlee. I feel like bugs. They're so scary. Oh my gosh. Blastoise, <laughs> his like front of his shell is like so huge. He's barely seeing over it and he's kind of like leering down at you. He looks um, like he's going to bust out of that thing. Yes. Uh, gosh, if I, I wish I had looked at just the Gen 1 sprites before this because there's some even weirder ones that you're like, that doesn't even look like what that's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. Um, okay, so yeah, that that's in, that is cool to hear from you. Um, uh, what else was it about this game that you remember really well? You were talking about the gameplay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just feel like... At just a basic level, it's like the aesthetic a lot, the the gameplay. I like they. I think they added running shoes. Was running shoes in the original? I don't think so. I think it was just the bike. Yeah, and the crazy thing, like replaying, and not to get into that yet, is like I think it's just as fast as the bike. I don't know why they it's, added it. At the very least, it's probably more convenient to use because you don't have to like press either the select button on and off. You can just hold B and run. Oh, and it saves maybe you a that's what time. it is. Yeah, so you can have like your fishing rod like in the select button and then you can just run that makes sense so it is smart there why would i doubt pokemon they're geniuses all the all of those designers uh just absolute geniuses dream job Um, uh but as you i feel like i interrupted Mm -hmm. you a little bit oh no not all yeah i think the the gameplay is great like the pokemon are cuter that's like the Mm -hmm. big thing but uh uh i you know i never really did the end end of the gameplay which i'm excited to do now that i'm playing it again like the sevi islands I, Uh i never really got that far i never get that far in pokemon games uh but yeah just seeing everything in a way that looks like less scary more like a cartoon is fun and it feels like the world of pokemon that they're presenting to us now because it yeah all those pokemon look like they look like in the anime basically even in like arceus and stuff now there's like a very clear design vision or whatever and in these games it feels like the first step into the first version of it even though it's like after the first three games yeah I hear you. Uh, and maybe was even fun for, I, I'm just sort of speculating here. I'm thinking maybe for me what was fun was going through this world that I knew so well with a new coat of paint and a coat of paint that was already familiar. So it's it was cool to see how things were going to look or how the music was going to sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a, I mean, this is just what a remake is, but uh, and it's so common for the series now. But maybe that was a little part for me. I don't know if you felt that way at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going in your old neighborhood and you're like, oh, looks, looking a little better these days. You're like, oh, that's new. <laughs> Cute. Hey. And uh, specifically your old neighborhood because you were from Pallet Town. Right. Yeah. I don't go back too much because, you know, I had a very kind of shut in childhood there. I wasn't, you know. Uh, not the fondest of memories. Uh, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like. It's totally that. It's like revisiting something you've worn down so much and it, it feeling new, even though it's not really new. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the magic of that game. It somehow makes it all feel new again, even though you've done it a million times. Yeah, uh, it's they did such a great job. Um, now, you've talked a little bit about how you're replaying it now, but you also played it years ago. Um, so when it, I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions, but like if it makes more sense for you to share about well, your recent gameplay or the past. Just go for it, whatever whatever it is. Um, as far as you can remember, um, what when maybe when you first got into it, do you remember any of like the uh, things that stood out? Whether it's something you've already mentioned before, or do you remember like a 
did you have like a go-to team or Pokemon you wanted to play with? It might be hard to remember that far back. So um, if you want to share about recent stuff, that's fine too. Yeah. No, I feel like I always did uh, Charmander or Squirtle okay, all cool. the time. But I feel like I was like a weird, I feel like a lot. Of, I wasn't that weird, but I was like, I bought Red. I, I have to do Charmander. Yes. Um, got <laughs> Who's on the People box? arrest me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Charmander looking so cute. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say how much of it is just the aesthetics, but I, yeah, I remember that. And my teams were always pretty basic of like, I had an evolution for sure. Oh, I you love know, a good evolution. They're the best. Uh, definitely Charmander. And then a lot of Pokemon I just didn't like the design of. I thought were weird. You know, you catch that Abra in Cerulean City and you're like, that's on my team the whole time. Yep. Um, Hopefully someone will trade with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that's the thing that's a bummer now is like, I can't evolve some of these people because who's going to trade with me oh. i'm playing on the ds but it's the advanced cartridge well it'll be okay if we if we can find an excuse i and you're looking to do that um <clears throat> i have as you know a copy of fire red right here so maybe we could uh work uh work out a deal where you, you're Ooh. my friend and i trade your pokemon back and forth i'll get some paperwork started that sounds uh, agreeable Ooh. that sounds Ooh, wonderful. it's really official okay <laughs> um yeah. Okay. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, who did I say? I said like three guys. Who else? Yeah, you just Pidge- Pidgeotto. Some... Yeah, Pidgey's always in there. You mm-hmm. need the flying. Although I'm playing now, I'm like, I think Pidgey's got to go. Yeah, I got you know, Nidoran's got Peck. I don't think I need this bird. No, I mean, I even just thinking about that is an easy one to keep in your lineup the entire time because there's enough. I think enough Pokemon that are weak against flying type moves, whether it's bug grass fighting there could be another one in there and and mm-hmm. pidgey and pidgeotto pidget they're fast so there's something That's there true. but but as you mature and get older you find yeah. that actually this thing is also weak to a bunch of stuff uh so that's that's probably why totally and uh, it is it is like i am older i'm going to make some choices i didn't make like n- namely i picked bulbasaur oh started off with bulba this time my all-time favorite pokemon Oh, I mean, Bulbasaur, so cute. The design couldn't get so better cute. with those three. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, what's? Can I ask why? Is it an aesthetic thing or? I think I've always had a fondness for Bulbasaur. What well, hasn't always been my favorite, but I think it's got to have a lot to do with uh, what it looks like. That it's a Gen One starter. I know it's basic, Hell but yeah. like. Hell yeah. Yeah. We yeah we know what's up. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I think I had also just like ch- decided that like 10 years ago or so. And so now I'm like, yeah, Bulbasaur is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have an answer to that question. You don't want to be a fumbling. Yeah. No, but, you don't, uh, you Bulbasaur's don't be a great on the pick. street and have someone ask yeah. you what's your favorite Pokemon and not have an answer. I have burned, uh, many a bridge without oh, having an answer to that question. No, I feel like I would say, maybe I would say back pocket Squirtle, but yeah. I, I like so many of them. It's hard. Uh, it is hard. How is your, how has it been replaying this game now? Um, it's been great. You know, I, I recently started a new job and, Congrats. uh, thank you. It's good to be getting paid and there's some downtime. Okay. Not that I ever play during that downtime. Yeah. For anyone listening, job. uh, just, there's just downtime and you also play, but it's, those aren't connected. I'm just thinking about playing. It's just nice to occupy my thoughts. Then the go. clock is 
you know, I'm off the clock. Then I'm playing. I've also been like uh, getting into basketball last few years. So playoffs are happening. Uh, I'm watching those games, but I'm also playing Pokemon doing that so I can grind and watch the basketball game. It's the best. That is a combo I don't know if I've ever done, and now I need? Do it. It's very fun. I mean, maybe not. The farther we get, maybe the more you want to watch, but there's like a good 20 minutes in any basketball game that you could, you you shouldn't. Especially early. But you could miss, yeah. Do you root for a specific team? Do you just like watching the league in general? I root for the Clippers. Oh, cool. Um, because uh, they, have, I'm from Buffalo, New York, and they originally were a Buffalo team. So when I was j- jumping in, my friend was like, "Well, you could follow the Clippers." And then they were in San Diego, which yeah. Cassie, my partner's from, and so we followed them together. So oh. we're like, "It's a Buffalo San Diego connection in LA, where we live now." Uh, and they're awesome, and they're going to be great next year. So we'll see. What's up? That- that's uh, that's really cool. I don't know why I was just like, oh, he's gonna say the heat because you've been in <laughs> oh, Florida. Florida. Yeah, but yeah. that's awesome. Uh, and I feel like so many, I know so many Clippers fans. Well, hey, good luck next season. I'm sure, it's gonna go great. Thank you. Are you Golden State fan? I'm assuming. I'm actually a Kings fan. Uh, which oh. the worst f- franchise in the NBA. Uh, haven't um, made the playoffs since 2006. I'm sorry they treated. Your dudes. Oh, Tyrese. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and Th- Buddy Heal. I was I was happy about Buddy going because oh, okay. Buddy didn't want to be there and he played like it, which was a bummer. Mm. Uh, but I and I do like Sabonis who they got, but I also Great. like getting rid of uh, uh, Halliburton. Yeah, that I was that was one of those times where I was like, I haven't as much as I should have left this toxic relationship a long time ago. That was mm-hmm. the time where I was like, ooh, maybe. They actually, there's rumors that they might hire Mark Jackson as their coach, former Golden State coach. And there's a lot of reasons why I don't like that guy. But that could be a breaking point for, whoa, for me. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. So then you're going to just follow the I league don't know or what find I'll a do. new. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. Um, I also grew up going to some Warriors games. So I've always liked them. And I love the Splash Brothers and that whole. And they're easy to hate because they've been amazing for so long. But. Yeah, I but fun to watch them. for sure. They're who I'm rooting yeah. for. I want to see them win again. Yeah, that would be amazing. I, I feel like I'm rooting for like four different teams right now. Yeah. And it, it feels fun to not have a team in it so I can watch everyone lose and feel nothing. But, <laughs> Truly. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So you've been grinding uh, while you've been watching uh, games too. Yeah, it's it's the best. Uh, I'm like doing way better than normal because I never used to grind. I would just go to the gym and get my ass kicked until <laughs> I got good enough. And now I'm like yep. putting the time in mm-hmm. like an adult. Yes. Um, and basketball is a great way to great way to do it. And the, the announcers scream at you when it's time to look at it again. So yes. <laughs> that works out. Um, yeah, so it's been great revisiting it. And then another wrinkle in me revisiting it was like, so these cartridges were in Florida for a while because my parents moved down there to retire. And the humidity there and just time, like stuff leaks out of these games. Like there's those, what are the time clock battery the, things in yes, there? Yes, yes. And I, everyone told me, like, when that happens, the game's done. Your game's done. And I, I will show you, because you can see, but I bought these tools <gasps> to crack in. Uh, basically, it's a tiny screwdriver and then, like, what do you call that? A wrench guy? Yeah, a wrench guy. Not a wrench. Yeah, a wrench guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I got in there, took a little Q-tip, got it wet, because someone online was like, you can do it, just, like, don't get them super wet. And they were, like fully gunked up oh really yeah i dabbed them clean and they all luckily they all worked again so incredible 
I felt like I revived them. They're my you little did. my little babies. They're back. You resuscitated them. That's recently friend of the show Matt Apodaca uh, replaced the battery for his gold cartridge and played through he that whole thing. Replaced it? Yes. It's actually pretty simple. I had to do oh. the same thing. Had to. I chose to do the same thing in college as well, and it, I <laughs> no, had, no had no issue. You you had to do it. Yeah, it there was, was my, no other choice. Yeah, it's my moral responsibility. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but hey, I'm really happy that worked out for you. I wanted to share it on this podcast because no one else that I talked to probably would <laughs> want to hear about it. <laughs> well, this is your this is your safe space for the month to do that. Thank you. Thank you. But it brought me closer to the game. It felt like I got in the hardware, which I'd never done as a kid. It was cool. That's great. Uh, Replaying this game, what has been the most fun part for you? Or what has continued to bring you back uh, continuing this journey through Kanto? You know, part of it is the nostalgia. I feel like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you do feel like you're walking in an old neighborhood and you talk to the same people again and and you realize things that you didn't realize the first time. And that's awesome. And then... You know, there's like, whenever you complete a little task, anything in life, you get like that boost of serotonin or whatever. Yes. I feel like when I evolve a Pokemon, I get that like times a million. It's like the best <laughs> feeling in the world and I live for it. And I stop what I'm doing and whoever's near me, I'm like, hey, well, look, look, watch, we got to watch them evolve. You're going to see Ivysaur turn into Venusaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's worth 30 seconds of your time. Just look at the screen. Oh, certainly. Um, so that's, that's very fun. Even as an adult, I get so much joy from that. Um, and yeah, just the knowledge that I'm, well, I hope I'm going to like beat this game and I'm like really putting the time in to grind it out and like develop some Pokemon. Like I got a Mankey early and I'm like, that's a long road for the evolution, but, uh, I'm putting the time in. Is, is getting to Primeape, is that like a, do you know, did you look up the level? Is it like thirties or is it somewhere higher? Like forties, like one of those late ones. It's not that late, but I want to say it's like... You're like 28? 28. I think it's it is weird. exactly 28. Especially Gen 1 and a little less so Gen 2. I have so many things that have just been buried in my brain like that. Like I can generally tell you at a kind of a level where... Like I, I'm actually... I'm going to look it up right now because I, I want to oh, say... Uh, it is 28. <laughs> I looked oh it up. You, I, I was like, my goodness. <laughs> there's there's so much about these games that is just and in the Pokemon that are uh just just part of my DNA at this point. So um anyway, that's I don't even I'm sorry, I don't even remember what you were saying about Primeape and, and how it was a long road. You're cause you're developing yeah. your team. I'm developing, you know, I'm putting the time in instead of like who's strong now, you get to stay. And mm-hmm. mainly I'm just developing my starter. Mm-hmm. Now my starter is not even my strongest guy. Honestly, this is going to sound crazy. Pidgeotto's my strongest one and I'm thinking about getting rid of it. Wow, what level what level are you at right now? Or like what level are your guys and where are you? Yeah, so I am I I beat the second gym very early. Oh, okay. I just got like I got the SS ticket. I might hop on that real quick. Beat everybody up. Yep. And then because that's what you do. That's what you got to do to beat the game. Uh, so it's pretty early going, but I feel like I feel like the hardest part is that initial hump mm-hmm. in some ways, and then obviously like once you beat the eighth gym, like that that's always when I stopped. I was like I beat the game kinda, but I didn't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go beyond that now. I 
I hope you enjoy however much of this game as you want, but it is rewarding to go. Do you know how the game ends? Fire Red? Yeah. Uh, well, I know that there's like the Sevi Islands. I, I don't really know what that content is. That is, that's, that is truly like like downloadable content it's like after the main story it continues certain parts but i would if you're having fun i would challenge you to try to become the champion of kanto Mm -hmm. which they'll the game will guide you to quite easily if you just stick with it but because there's some cool stuff they they do some twists and turns in the story yeah not a lot but enough to that's fun i i don't want a spoiler but i feel like should you say it well, let's just say that a certain little dickweed that keeps popping up and bothering you, he's going to be around for a long time. Uh-oh. Yeah. Whoa. So, that's certain, That's crazy. What'd you name your what'd you name your rival if you want to share? Cuz um, if it's someone you actually like hated or don't like now, you don't <laughs> have to, but <laughs> No, I feel like I feel like I'm not the only person that would do this, but I named it after a cat. My cat. <laughs> <laughs> like one of yours? Yeah, he's he's a, like a little dick. It's yeah, that's his funny. name's Zoomer. So oh, Zoomer, that's, I named after him. That's hilarious. Um, I always love uh, loved in those early games, especially when when they. I don't know if they don't let you name them certain things. Like I don't think you can name your rival fuck, but like oh yeah, but you could do stuff like butt and whatnot early on, and it would be funny because Oak would be like, oh yeah, you know my grandson butt, and it's Dude. childish but always gets a laugh out of me. So funny. No, yeah, I definitely did that growing up. Yeah, I guess who would I name my rival? Maybe that was a thing kids did is like naming it after someone you really didn't like. I, I I know I did that for sure. Oh really? Yeah. Do you want to reveal? Even that this person, I don't even know if any of those people are alive. They, I hope they are. Uh, oh my but god! You, not, yeah, that was. Why did I even oh invite no. that idea into the space? Uh, no idea. But I think okay. I usually will. I'll usually even stick with like the rival's name now. Like just name him Gary or or Blue or whatever. Um, yeah. So. Because anyway, uh, I had a couple more <laughs> questions for you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I pivot away from uh, those dark thoughts. Um, off pod. You'll tell me off pod. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to name all of those people. <laughs> um, now, you said you've been uh, – you're playing while you're watching a lot of uh, basketball now, probably just around, around your place. Uh, do you remember at all like what your little – what gaming was like when you were a kid as far as like would you play – this everywhere would you play this like in your living room was there in your bedroom because i want to like talk about a space if there's any memorable spaces interesting um i feel like the basement was where all the games were and like that was like the kids domain for sure so definitely logged a bunch of hours i feel like if there were two places i remember it was like in the basement and in my parents like honda odyssey (laughs) nice (laughs) like in the van playing it in the van um, I would love to hear about either of those. The basement seems like a little, there's a little more to explore there. What was this mm-hmm. basement like? Was it a basement in the sense that like it was actually underground? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess that's a novel thing to West it, coasters. It can be, or like, I know in like the Midwest, sometimes the basement, like in the backyard is actually just on ground level. 
uh, which is oh. kind of like it could be on like a little bit of a hill, which is weird. So uh, <laughs> I don't know why I, I can know. get like, into it. Yeah, uh, I'm just like so tickled at the fact that I even asked if it was underground. <laughs> um, but yeah, tell me about this basement. What was it like down there? Uh, well, it was half finished and half unfinished. That's again interesting. True basement. Yeah, and there was like a weird little crawl space in the unfinished part. And uh, <laughs> my dad was always like, he called it the un the the forbidden area. <laughs> and uh, he told us never to go there, but we would like go go in there because a lot of stuff was in there that we needed. But uh, we had like a very old, old TV that cool. like, I don't know if my parents even used it. It was just like wooden. It was like a wooden frame mm. TV. So we had stuff hooked up to that. Might be my grandpa's. Then we had like an, it was just, like all the old stuff, like an old computer, two old TVs, old couches we didn't have upstairs. Like the rug was like this weird purple blue with like white spots Whoa. and it wasn't very comfortable it was like i think just like the, one of the cheaper things you could just put down yeah um and it had that like cork board kind of like panels in the ceiling that we would break all the time <laughs> like you had seen like a classroom yeah yeah oh my gosh what a detail Mm-hmm. i remember this basement super well i don't remember my child <laughs> uh there was like a toy chest we had a closet all that full of action figures um yeah panel lights that we'd break the plastic frame of those this is and, incredible because like, were you guys just like rough housing or like throwing yeah. stuff at each other we like i don't think we watched jackass but we knew what it was so we would do what we thought it was <laughs> and like jump off the stairs uh sometimes at like the top of the stairs and we'd be fine it was crazy wow um and yeah we would rough house we made up a game uh it was called larfed we would turn the lights off and throw a ball as hard as we could oh. in there. Whoever it hit, it hit. That was later. We were dorks and we I, did that What is it about basements that like unlocks <laughs> this like feralness to like know. young boys? But I'm sure like uh, like any sort of kid could have experienced something like this because I had a friend who had – a basement growing up and the stuff you're describing is so similar. Like <laughs> maybe it's because you're like fully away from the parents and they might not even be able to hear you. So you're willing to just be a little crazy. I think that's a hundred percent. It's like not their domain. Like they can scream from upstairs, mm-hmm. but they don't come down and get you. No, usually. In fact, they probably don't want to know what you're doing down there. That's uh, like out of sight, out of mind. It probably feels so peaceful. You just hear noises and you're like, it's okay. They're gone. <laughs> so it sort of works out for both parties. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, just thinking about that. And this is the, this is going to be the start of a new segment on the show called, uh, called Basement Corner, where we just, uh, <laughs> if, if there's any basement talk, uh, this is going to be a recurring segment. We've had Uncle, uh, like an Uncle's Corner recently that's been recurring on accident, Ooh. just organically. Um, but uh, anyway, the, that is, I love you pa- painting that picture of me for that basement, but also what you were doing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I honestly, as the details were coming, I was like, "Oh, I really remember this space." Yeah, I yeah. could, I could uh, walk through it right now if I close my eyes. Uh, but that was like where we played. I remember like our neighbor would come over sometimes. We'd be like eating dinner. He's like, "Hey, is it cool if I hang out in your basement?" I don't know if we had a particularly <laughs> good basement, but sometimes Greg would be in the basement, and I'd be like, "What the heck?" That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Gosh. Uh, Man, that is so good. Um, as we sort of uh, get to like the what feels like the end of this this chat, I do want to leave it open for you. Um, was there were there any details about 
you know, you, about this game or your experience with it, whether presently or in the past, that you haven't got to share that you were hoping to? Um, I don't know about specifically with this game, but I feel like the Pokemon franchise in general yeah. has always meant like so much to me. And I think part of that is like format. It's like a repeatable thing that feels different every time mm-hmm. or looks different. Um, and also like knowing these characters so much and like knowing about them and like even like recalling like the level they evolve at and that sort of information. Yeah. It just feels useful again. You're like, I feel useful again. I can use this because <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> And uh, they always come out without fail every couple years or lately, like every year or whatever. Yeah. Uh, new ones. Are those this fall? Or are those next year? They're supposed to be this year. No, it's supposed to be end of the year this wow, year. So I don't that's know exactly crazy. when. Yeah, because Arceus and the remakes just came out. But oh I'm goodness. here for it. Yeah. So it's a constant. And it, yeah, it makes me feel like I'm kind of going back to my childhood ways. But I'm also like I'm an adult and I'm like training up guys. I think uh, there's a reason why it's so popular and pervasive to this day. It's just perfect format, so fun. Yeah, uh, I love that. It it feels when I revisit the ones that are special to me, it's so comforting. It's a it's like comfort food of gaming as as mm-hmm. much kind of like what Zelda has become for me. Like, or playing like Ocarina of Time for the twentieth time is like this is less of an exercise and more of like me just like doing a nice thing for myself. <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome. Uh, oh, another thing about them is yeah. uh, they're for babies, and I'm bad at video games, so it's it's nice to be like it's just about the time you put in, and not necessarily like your reflexes and stuff, which I can yes, be bad at. Totally. So it's it so is, accessible. Is very much, and and I mean this in the fondest way, baby's first RPG, first turn-based mm-hmm. role-playing game I ever played, and and it's not my favorite genre, but there's a handful of games in that genre that are so special to me. Um, we did a Jeremy and I did a top nine favorite JRPGs episode last year. Um, Japanese oh, cool. RPGs for the for Super NPCs, which is a weekly show at all tiers on our Patreon ad. And um, and uh, I listed I had a couple Pokemon games on my list, even though they're not exactly like oh you have like a party of four and you're all doing your stuff. Um, I still had them on there because to me they feel like it. Um, well. Gosh, that's that's so great. Was there um uh as far as this game, it feels like you sort of like wrapped up Yeah. What what I, you I were think... saying. Also you the the way you were motioning there, I was like, Did some did you need to pause? There is did a something cat. happen? There's a cat and he's <laughs> just like, Maybe I'll knock this over. Maybe I'll screw this over. <laughs> Maybe Go I figure. can get him. Hey, no. Whatever no. you gotta do, whatever you gotta do. But I'll he's okay oh no (laughs) no he's fine he landed on his feet (laughs) this is great that we're getting this on the show and it's staying in brian okay he's okay i love my son unless you want me to cut that (laughs) i don't if you want to cut it no he's okay i don't like it i did throw him off the i pushed him and he fell (laughs) i barely saw you move uh that was we're gonna choose to believe that was self-inflicted um well on on our way to you know some of the post show segments of the for that I've prepared for you for this episode, um, do you want to put a bow on? Uh, it, unless you're like, no, I kind of just did that for you, man. Uh, if you want to put a bow on, like, just what fire red means to you and the space it holds. You know, I'm just gonna talk about you know, the defensive remakes. I think I'll play every Pokemon remake because even if it's exactly the same thing, I want to play it again. Yeah. Even if I play it once or for like 20 minutes. It's cute, it's fun, and 
I think Fire Red is the best one because of, uh, yeah, what I said. It, it just streamlined the concept art and everything, and it brought it into basically where we are now. I mean, the graphics yeah. got a lot better, but it's the same thing it was then pretty much. Yeah, really did modernize a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, hey, uh, thank you for sharing about your experience with this game and the series in general. And, of course, the most important part, Basement Corner. That was fantastic. Um, what a segment. I can't wait to hear more Basement uh, Corners. <laughs> we got to have more. Um, so any future guests, please know that that's going to do a lot for me if you share about Basements. <laughs> um, well, great. So I've, I have a couple of fun post uh, show segments prepared for you based on you choosing this game. Um, the first of Sweet. which, Brian, is one I do every episode, the Fact Me by Your Game segment. And I'm just going to share a couple of fun facts that I learned about the Fire Red and Leaf Green with you. Um, and this all comes from uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Did You Know Gaming? They, If you like a game or a series, there's a solid chance they've done an episode on it, which is <laughs> also the link I sent you before. Uh, I've got two facts for you, the first of which I have titled Return of the Green. Now, uh, as we sort of also even talked about earlier, uh, in, it is well known that the that in Japan, the original releases of Pokemon Red and Blue were actually red and green. And in fact, they were like the 1.0 version. So the one we got was updated uh, with, with a lot of changes. Um, but Jinichi Mitsuda, the director of the remakes, admitted that the water blue would have made sense to have instead of a leaf green, but that choosing leaf green to him and the team symbolized the harmony of the Pokemon world. He said that he chose green as a symbol of peace, citing that water and fire are opposing elements, which suggests conflict, and because the real world is full of that, they chose green to represent a more peaceful environment. So That's beautiful. I, I, I love, always wonder I why. That. Yeah, well, it always felt like to me like they were like, remember... It started off with yes. green and red. Yeah. You Americans, you, you didn't get the real thing. Yes. Uh, which was a fun, a super fun detail. And I thought the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, and also that may have been half of it. Uh, maybe this was just this guy's <laughs> personal explanation, but. Uh, yeah, the PR team was like, let's brush this up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> World peace, y'all. <laughs> let's make it more uh, meaningful. Um, the second fact I have for you is titled Knob is the Translation King. Now, just like in every previous game of the series, the English version of the games were localized by a Canadian translator, Nob Agas- Agasagawa. Uh, hmm. Sorry about that, Nob. Probably screwed up your name. <laughs> no, you're listening. Um, oh, to yeah. honor him in doing all this work for the English versions, uh, the in every game that they have start that they started naming the NPCs or like the trainers you're fighting, which I think began with silver and gold, there's always a character named Nob. Um, and in this game, and I think a lot of the others, he's often represented as a hiker. Uh, how about that? Wow, so a little cameo. You, so if you see Nob the hiker at some point, I mean, there's you've gone through some hikers already I'm, based on where you're at. I might have because I think there was a name that I was like, whoa. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> Nob. Nob. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, in Britain, you know. Yeah. That means uh, That means pain. Gosh, that'd be really fun. That means being, uh, <laughs> that makes me laugh even more. But yeah, that's it for the fact me by your game segment. And we'll get that's into so the- cute. Both of those were cute facts. Hey, I love a cute fact. Uh, it's what I'm. I don't always go for, but that's what I did today. Uh, and we'll get into the last one, Brian. The game recommendation segment. Now, this 
is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, which this show is obviously has is one letter different. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to treat Fire Red as your passionate summer love. It was super meaningful and specific, but you are not together anymore and you're going to – you got to get yourself back out there. You got to date mm. someone new. So I'm going to present you with three potential flings that all have something in common with Fire Red because uh, a little fam- familiarity is not bad. Um, Absolutely. The first one is if you want another great remake faithful to the original from a game made in the 90s, I'll go ahead and recommend the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Don't Ooh. know if you're a Spyro guy at all. but My uh, neighbors at Spyro, yeah. Okay. The, it's apparently the the – the excuse me, the remake trilogy is really fantastic, stays really and stays really faithful and it's just like feels like a really great version of the originals. So there's an option for you. Um if you want a more traditional JRPG with some monster catching on the side, mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and recommend actually a lot of the series has this, but the first one was Dragon Quest V. Uh at least I think it was the first one. Um so there's that. And then the final okay recommendation for you is if you know you're just you're feeling the heat brian you just need a game that has fire in the title i'll go ahead and recommend a game called firewatch which is a first person game do you know this one yeah my roommate in college was playing that it looks scary but cool yeah hey hey, cool game nothing to do with catching monsters nothing to do with pokemon Uh, there's no battle system in it but uh it's got the name fire word fire in it so there you go I love it. There we are. That'll bring us to the end of the game recommendation segment. And in fact, that will bring us to the end of the show. So, uh, Brian, on our way out, um, I'll definitely leave space for you to plug whatever you want, maybe even your uh, your Instagram again if you'd like. Uh, but thanks so much for taking the time to do this and, and hopping on to oh. talk to me about Fire Red and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking me. And uh, what a fun show to be on a great way to spend a, an afternoon so yeah thank you and thanks for calling me handsome at the top of the show and i'm sorry i forgot uh, what n64 was for a hot second there. you know what you you've done, done more than made up for that normally uh m- mistake that cannot be forgiven so of yeah, course absolutely uh, i know the listeners are still <laughs> mad at me about yeah. that so i had to let them know i know and they'll, i deserve it i think they'll get over it i think they will um okay well, again, thanks for being here. What do you want to plug on your way out? What, how can people support you? Um, well, you can support me by following me on Instagram at Brian's Faces. I'm also on TikTok. I haven't posted too much yet, but I keep oh. threatening to post more. So it's at Bry Boy. Again, it's Brian with a Y. Bry Boy Rain Bro. <laughs> Rainbow? No, bro. It's like the worst name I could come up with. So. Uh, please follow that. Bri and if you want to read Rainbro, Bry Boy Rainbro, it's my gamer tag. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and also if you uh, want to read any of my comics, hit me up because I have full length ones, and I can share it with you if you want to read them. So there's that. Hit me Killer. up on Instagram. Awesome. Well, at the very least, I'll put a link to uh, both your Instagram and your TikTok in the show description, so people can just click away quite easily. Um, yeah, was that – that'll do it for your plugs? That'll do it. Thank you. Okay. 
yeah, of course. Uh, I'll go ahead and close this out with some plugs of my own. The cover art, show art for the show is done by Glenn J. You should check him out and all the other great stuff he does on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. This show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. If you don't already listen to it, consider checking out his show, Video Games, a Comedy Show, another podcast, um, a roundtable style show that is a ton of fun, releases on Mondays, also part of our network here at Super NPC Radio, which reminds me, check us out on our Patreon. Again, that's at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. There's a ton of bonus content on there. We've got the $5 Mailroom Toad tier, which you get the weekly Super NPCs show. Uh, But then the $10 tier is where we push a lot of people. That's where I think all of our other content is. So it's a real, it's a, it's a lot of fun. If you like Metal Gear Solid, if you like the Zelda series, which you did covered in almost the entire series last year, the co-op version of this show, there's a ton there. So consider consider checking it out again at Patreon.com/SuperNPCRadio. I am Connor McCabe, uh, and you can follow me on social media if you'd like at Connor underscore McCabe. Pretty boring. That'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.